Happy Sunday and welcome to Fast Casual. My name is John LaFollette and I'm joined today with Kirk Robinson. We're doing another remote because the weather has turned what the weather does. And I decided, since we're talking about motivation, that what I would do today is just get out and ride. So I'm recording from St. Edward's uh, Seminary up in the hills in Kirkland. Uh, the rain is falling. I'm sitting at a picnic table. I'm under a tree and life is good. And in honor of George Russian, who is not with us today, I stopped and bought myself a maple bar. So if you hear chewing throughout the course of this morning's uh, uh, little discussion, it's because I'm honoring George and eating the maple bar that he would have supplied were he here. <laughs> I love it, dude. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not being, I did get out this morning, but I'm not being currently as adventurous. I'm sitting in uh, our spare bedroom slash office. Uh, I, I got out and uh, went for a big hike with the family this morning, uh, took a nice shower and I'm chilling in my jammies. So, um. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, motivation takes all forms, man. And and it does. up here in the great Northwest, we gotta t we gotta take it when we can. We we do. Yeah, it's um, yeah. So our plan is to talk about motivation today, um, and you know it's a tricky topic. We we kind of touched on. We were we were chatting beforehand a little bit, and um, you know I'm just gonna come right out and say it. I'm somebody that motivation is probably my biggest struggle, hmm. which I think maybe maybe to those that know me is a surprise uh, i mean i've been cycling for a very long time um i've done a lot of different types of cycling i generally stay relatively cycling fit um but uh year to year week to week month to month um the sort of what to do next is is a big challenge for me and staying focused on any particular goal or staying motivated through throughout the year is is actually kind of hard for me i'm good in the short term uh i can stay motivated for chunks um, but honestly, like, you know, I get for, for reasons we'll go into in depth here in a little bit, I get, uh, I get distracted. I get, uh, overly analytical about my goals and, and I find ways to back out and, and then I got to try and restart the engines as it were to try and figure out a new reason to, to go out there and push and to try and to, and to grow. And, uh, I, I would like to believe that I'm not all that different from a lot of people and that motivation comes and goes. Yep. And, uh, so we're just going to kind of talk about our own experiences with trying to stay motivated most of the time or, or what to do when you're not motivated and how to sort of create a system to, to keep yourself fired up. Uh, maybe when that motivation wanes from time to time, John, you strike me. This is not really a question. It's going to be a statement. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> you strike me as one of the more stably motivated i mean again from the outside yeah i you seem to be someone who gets fired up pretty easy like and again that's I'm, i don't i don't know how you feel inside so maybe that's the question um but you know in, in riding with you and spending time with you uh i find it pretty rare that you don't show up what i would say relatively rare in a go uh and and i'm intensely jealous of at least that perception that i have of you <laughs> and well, uh thanks for the observation and sure. in a, in in a lot of ways, it is true. I do find myself motivated more often than not to go do. And a part of that is, I was, we were chatting about what topic we were gonna, we were gonna do th this week. Um, I was thinking about what motivates me. And I think for me, being a multidisciplinarian, having multiple things, I'm never only training for a specific event. Everything I do, active, uh, physically active, is preparing me and cross-training me for whatever life is going to throw in, in, in front of me the next. So all of my cycling, when I was doing as much indoor cycling as I was pre-COVID, um, I found that my skiing legs were phenomenally better. My, you know, it's, my lungs actually worked at altitude because I was used to breathing deep and breathing hard. Um, so I think that having a broader basis f to utilize your fitness for me makes it so much easier to stay motivated because I never know what life's going to throw in front of me next. So yeah, I'm, I'm fairly motivated most of the time until the couch comes out and then I'm the one just <laughs> land flat on my back. So yeah. Yeah. Difference well, you, between... I will say this, you make it sound very simple and I am very uh, I mean, I said it before, I'll say it again. I, I'm very jealous of that. Um, I think I personally struggle a lot with kind of layers of things. I mean, the main one is I have a bit of uh, analytical paralytics. Um, okay. 
I, I overthink the challenges and maybe part of it's probably because of, you know, having ridden bikes a long time and been focused on performance. It's easy for me to sort of pick apart my own goals mm. and, and point out to myself why they're pointless or unlikely or they involve too many logistics. I, I have logistical issues as well where I'm like, okay, I want to go do uh, a race next year. And then within, you know, at first it sounds rad. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go race bikes. I'll have fun. It'll be awesome. Pretty quickly, I start getting into my own head about, well, I expect to perform at this level. Mm. And this is what it's going to take to perform at that level. And I'm pretty realistic about what it would take to get what I consider fit or what I consider competitive in a certain event. And pretty quickly, you know, it's like, oh, well, that might mean buying a new bike. That might mean buying new training equipment. That might mean, you know, giving up family time or work time or whatever to to put in more hours on the bike. Um you know, next thing you know, I'm like, well, and I also need, you know, all these other things. And, and I just find all these excuses to basically say why the challenge is, is too logistically or too time consuming or, you know, just, just not as fun as it sounds anymore. Mm-hmm. Particularly ones that involve bigger commitments like, you know, traveling to races out of state, let's say. Right. Um, it, it, it's harder for me at my point in life to commit the resources even just mentally, like I just yeah. kind of give up way early in the process. I'm like, you know, I don't want to drive hours away and, and make my family vacation revolve around this race. And, and I just find reasons to say no. And then um, I also have certain just issues with like not living up to my own expectations. I'm like, well, if I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be really fast, then mm-hmm. I just, I don't want to go at all. You know, I, uh-huh. I want to go to, I want to go to compete. I want to go to win. If I'm going to race, you know, if you're going to race, I want to race well. Um, some of that comes from, you know, having been okay at bikes at one point. Um, and some of that is just, you know, n- mental nonsense. Cause I've been to plenty of events where I didn't do particularly well and still had a really good time. Yep. Um, and yeah, that's my struggle is usually partially that, um, I find a lot of reasons to say no when I should probably try to find better reasons to say yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say I find, um, I've had the most success in staying motivated uh, when focusing on local series or a series of local events. So oh, okay. like, I mean, racing out of the velodrome for, you know, I was, it was, you know, I raced out there for seven or eight years, steady based going most, you know, twice a week for all summer Yep. Uh, for long stretches of, of time there. And, and a lot of that had to do with the sort of the price of entry was low. You know, I already, once you got some of the basic equipment, you don't need too much more. It's pretty easy to get in track. What I, it was pretty easy for me to get in track shape to go race, to be competitive. Um, I had a lot of experience in that type of racing, so I didn't feel like I, you know, I didn't have the fear of beginner syndrome, whatever you want to call that. Yep. Uh, and so I would just, it was just easy for me to just go, very few reasons to say no. It was in the evening, didn't, you know, get in too many family commitment kind of issues. It was close to my house. I could go just do it. Uh, and in other times where I've done like local crit series or local mountain bike series, just, you know, a couple little events, uh, showing up to local stuff has always been a lot simpler for me. And again, the stakes feel a lot lower. Like you yeah. go to a local mountain bike race and you have a good day, you have a bad day. You're still out in the woods. You're still out in the woods. Just, yeah. Yeah. You don't feel like you bought a lot of special equipment or put, you know, six months of pressure on yourself to, to perform. Um, I would say motivationally that tends to work a lot better for me where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, do you yeah. do you think that there's a way for you and I'm just I'm you know I'm hypothesizing here to take yeah. away the expectation of qualifying of not qualifying but but doing really well. So I'm I'm looking at myself in that when I raced for a couple of seasons back in the 7 8 9 early early 2000s mm-hmm. I was always mid-pack. So I never had this expectation that I was going to be really really good. I went out and had a good time. Yeah. And I'm wondering, is there, a, is there a way, is there a hat that you can put on that says, hey, I'm going to go and have a really good time. And if I do well, then bravo. But, you know, hey, I'm going to do I'm, I'm going to get motivated for this this specific event and go have fun at it. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I've been able to do that a few times. And I, I, I was sitting around thinking about it today. And the biggest thing for me to make that happen so like the truth is is that like I was a pretty decent road racer back in the day and I have all these you know it's it's been 15 20 years man like right. I'm a different person. Oh yeah. And and even that said 
it would be difficult for me to go out, buy a road bike, and show up to local criterium races without that sort of feeling that I need to show up as a, as a guy that can win races uh, in, in the elite categories. And so part of getting to that headspace where I don't feel like that and I don't feel pressure. Now, and again, that doesn't mean that I would be any good at road racing anymore. Like I don't train for it really. You know, I, I would probably go get my butt kicked. Um, but it, it was uh, in the late 2000s, or sorry, is that late 2000s? <laughs> 2007, 2008, whatever that yeah, was. Yeah. Uh, I got myself a single speed mountain bike and that, that did the trick. Um, it ah. did two things. Number one, I, I had mountain biked in the past, but not very seriously. Um, so I was doing it, uh, even though it's cycling, I was doing an event that um, I didn't feel as expert in. Uh, so I gave myself permission to sort of be a beginner again a bit. Um, I also intentionally went out of my way to not take it seriously. Like, so I'm riding a single speed bike I sometimes did it in jorts. I sometimes wore t-shirts. Uh, I didn't prepare specifically for the events. I just went and rode and had fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I still did pretty well, but I didn't feel any pressure when I was doing it. I didn't care if I won or lost. I didn't care. Uh, I was there to be with people. I was there to push myself a little bit. And, and that went really well. Um, uh, so doing non-drop bar handlebars works for me. Cause like I said, I don't, I don't feel like I have that same expertise. Um, I, I, right now I've really been enjoying working on my more technical off-road skills, uh, on my full suspension bike. I like going out to trail centers and working on things that I just haven't been very good at in the past, doing bigger jumps, uh, being better at cornering, which everybody could be better at. Nobody's ever perfect at cornering. It's always, always a toss up, but yeah. So working on technical stuff, trying to keep um, up with those rad 13 year olds. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I got, I went and did, it's a great example. So there's a trail out at Duthie Hill that I've done a few times. Um, and I can ride. We've done it chunks. together, right? We've done it. We've definitely done it together. Yeah. So there's, there's a trail out there that, you know, it's not the hardest trail out there, but it's a jump trail. And in, in my history, I've not been much of a jumper. I didn't, I didn't do a lot of jumping as a kid. Uh, as a mountain biker, I almost was always kind of more XC uphill oriented. So even, even if I corner okay and have okay technical ish skills, being in the air is not something I'm, I'm universally comfortable with on a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I've done it a few times and I can do most of the trail most of the time. And, uh, there's, but there's a jump at the end that I, I, until the other day, <laughs> I just couldn't do. I just, or maybe, maybe wouldn't do is probably the better. There was fear for sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I definitely like to be a 90% rider. I don't like to tense up and f- do something that's above my pay grade too much. Cause I don't want to crash. I don't want to be hurt. That's not, that's not inspiring to me to be injured. No. Uh, and I don't, I don't think it's a good way to make progress, frankly. Uh, cause being injured takes you a long, a much longer time to recover from than getting just a little bit better to raise your 90% to what would accomplish whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. Sorry not to get too overly meta about that. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going down this trail and uh, I followed some expert looking riders down it. You got towed in and, you know, the dirt was good and I just flew down the jumps and felt wonderful for the first time. Like I did all, all the jumps the whole way down the trail, felt great. Uh, was so excited, went back up and did it a couple of more times by myself, uh, executed every time, no fear, totally relaxed, even threw a little whip at the end a couple times on some of the jumps, uh, so hard on one of the cases, I bunked my knee pretty hard in the air, which was funny. I should have been wearing knee pads. Uh, I was not. What'd um, you bunk your knee on? The handlebar frame. or the frame? No, I turned, I turned the, I'm not, I'm trying to learn to be styly. And so I tried to throw a bit of a whip and I, I literally like kind of either, either in the air or in the landing, I'm not really sure, but I kind of like just knocked my knee on the frame a little bit. I didn't, I didn't even get wobbly really, but I, I definitely like put my uh, forward leg knee into the frame somewhere. And uh, I have a little bruise. It's not bad, but um, <laughs> it, it reminded me that knee pads are probably a good choice if you're going out to do skills based riding. Yeah. <laughs> definitely uh, something that can be helpful but yeah the the idea was that um you know I, I i wanted to get off the bike throw my hands in the air and cheer like i i felt very successful in that moment and uh you know focusing only on fitness or focusing only on racing or focusing only on beating some friend of yours or only on strava koms or whatever it is out there um 
there are lots of things that could be motivating. And for me, that was intensely motivating to, to accomplish. And now it makes me want to go try harder trails with other riders and do it more often and, and build those skills up. Um, so yeah, I, I think you hit on something, which is that like looking for other things to be motivated by outside of maybe replicating something you've done before. Um, also just giving yourself a break and, and having being generally in good shape, healthy and riding with friends is, is something to be fired up about for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What, so, I mean, we, we're coming into the winter and up here in the Northwest, that means rain. That means colder temperatures. You can ride in it a lot more than I think most people would assume. It's a, Maybe, it, I don't know what people would assume. It's a temperate cold, if you would. I mean, um, it is. It's, I, it, it rarely gets biting, biting cold up here. So one yeah. of the one of the, the factors that I've always thrown into my mix of of thinking about being up here and I'm a native. So, you know, I'm used to, I we don't tan, we rust. I've got webs between my toes, you know, I'm part duck. All of are that. You, all of are that you stuff. would you call your, I've heard this said before. Are you a moss back? Am I saying that right? I I, I think a, a moss back would yeah, okay. that would work. That would work. Yeah. Um but one of the things that I've, I kind of throw into the mix is there's no bad weather. There's just bad gear choices. Oh, yeah. So the oh, idea yeah. of like today, I, you know, I threw a down jacket in the bottom because I knew that I'd get a little sweaty riding up here and I'm sitting under a tree. So I threw the down jacket on and I'm staying warm. Um, but uh, up here with with it getting colder and wetter, you you basically have to moderate how you're going to for me, I end up having to moderate how many layers I put on and how long I'm going to be in the shower afterwards. And am I going <laughs> to empty the, you know, because I'm, I'm not going to, you're not, I never re I never believe that when I head out, I'm going to end up hypothermic because it rarely gets that cold sure. here. You've talked about being out in, uh, in Colorado and, and having a freak snowstorm show up and actually ending up hypothermic. Hypothermic. I've actually, yeah. So I, it, this is weird because we're talking about going into winter as being a time when maybe motivation wanes a bit. Mm. Um, and I think that's true for a lot of people, or at least it's been said to me. And, and it seems to be a general, people accept this. Right. Um, I, I frankly generally feel the opposite. Yeah. Um, I like the early planning stages of, of things. So like I actually get pretty motivated in like October, November, December. Um, because challenges feel far enough away that I haven't picked them apart yet. <laughs> I also really like the weather, frankly. Like I grew up in, in a desert climate, right? And it was hot all the time. And I still find the forest, the misty, rainy forest, magical. So being out in the weather, throwing a jacket on, like the you know we, I I talk about the fall being like a lower stress time in a way. Because, like, there's a lot of expectations in the summer here. You know, everyone's out doing a lot of things and, you know, really trying to take advantage of the sunshine and stuff like that. And the holidays can occasionally be, you know, tough, you know, because everyone has high expectations and stuff like that. But the fall is like this laid back, reflective, you know, fun time. And I, I often feel sometimes most motivated personally in, in that time period when things are sort of a little far away, but I can sort of like dream about what I might do and everything's still possible. Right. Um, and I, and I, I like throwing on a jacket and riding. I prefer it to th slathering up in sunblock and being hot, frankly. Um, but that's me. And I know a lot of people don't it, feel it, that way. I, I struggle sure. more with motivation in like, like July and August, it gets hot. You, you kind of like, we were talking about earlier, like high expectations. I expect to be fast around then. Yeah. And, and that's honestly more stressful. I love, like I go out for a ride now and if I can sneak in two, three hours in the woods and it doesn't pour rain the whole time and it's not 35 degrees, I feel like I've. I feel successful right there. You know, just the fact that I got out, had some fun, took some deep breaths, climbed some hills, whatever. On on, on that T chart, that that for me also falls really heavily into the positive success win category. Of I've been out, I've been out in the woods, and you know, I got a little sideways, a little slideways, if you would. Um, oh yeah. And what I what I'm loving about it is one, there are fewer people because it tends, it tends to take away the weekend warriors. Two, yeah. your skill set building in dealing with the, the mossy, wet rocks and, uh, and roots and those exposed things that aren't there that are easy to handle in the summer all of a sudden become, ooh, motivation to learn more. Yeah, no, um, I, I love this. I love this time of year, so I almost feel, I feel like we tried to say, okay, well, we're going into a time where there's low motivation 
but by the way, you and I don't have low motivation in this time. No, 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 no. no. I, I will say, like I said, I, I find a lot of people struggle with this time of the year um, going into the darker darker times, meaning there's just less less sunshine. Yeah. And let's face it, this year has been rougher than others. You yeah. know, uh, a lot of things got taken away from us early in the year. They're they're not likely to come back anytime super soon. I mean, who no. knows? Yeah. Um, so uh, I, let's address it from the perspective of somebody that does feel down during this time. Um, for me, I think you you hit on a couple of important ones, which is number one, gear up, go out, just gear, do it. Bingo. Like the yeah. hardest the hardest thing for me always, and and I and it, it happens all the time. You know it, but getting dressed and leaving is the hardest part of your day of, of my adventures. Getting motivated to just step out the door, and once you've done that. Everything from there feels great. Feels like cake. So, so for yeah. me, I'd, I'd like to amend that and say it's harder for me to get out the door if it's already raining. If sure. I'm geared up and I've got everything <laughs> ready and I, yeah. and I get out there and it starts to rain, it's like, dude, this isn't so bad. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, can, I can deal with this. However, today when I, when I headed out, it was raining. And it was like, no, I committed, to, I committed to going out. I'm motivated to getting this podcast done yes. outside. Yeah, which so, is great. I'm there. Yeah. Now, I, I, you know, I look for the, I would say to anybody that's struggling with motivation now, um, finding ways to commit yourself to walking out that door. I mean, I think this is the best time of year to Even reach out to friends. Even if it's just for a walk, man. Yeah, but but I, I think, you know, making social commitments mm-hmm. makes a big difference. You know, basically what you were just saying. Um, yeah saying calling up two or three friends saying i'm going for a walk at this time let's all go together let's go for a ride together let's do these things because then you don't have that hemming and hawing you know i struggle like one of those things with motivation is if i've said i'm meeting my friends at this time at this place if it rains i'm still pretty inclined to go out if it's cold i'm still pretty inclined to go out because i otherwise i have to make that text make that call and say i'm quitting yeah. And I don't like the way that sounds, so I just do it. <laughs> yeah. um, it just gives you that extra barrier to not not going out, you know? Yep. I don't know if I said that right. Um, and, and I think that's a huge thing with motivation because, well, I mean, we haven't just come out and said it, so I'll just say it. Motivation is fickle. And people that say they have motivation all the time, I think, are not telling the truth. <laughs> I think that you set yourself up structurally to do the things that are important to you. yeah. Because I think motivation day in and day out comes and goes. It's not always there when you need it. It's not a reliable source to getting the things in life you want done. I think when you are motivated, you need to work really hard on setting up your systems that keep you from bagging out on your your goals. Yeah. And because, you know, and most of the time, you know, 80, 90% of the time, I find even when I do something that I was dragging my feet on doing, I love it. I have a great time. I have a good time. I, I get out. I'm social. I feel better. Um, so yeah, I, I think structurally, you have to address motivation from that perspective a lot, and just say, what can I put in place to help myself make the choices that I know are good for me? You know, it's like it's like not you know, it's making a good grocery trip so that you eat well. Yeah. Um, you know, don't don't go when you're starving. Don't go with a list full of things that you know you probably shouldn't be eating. Um, or whatever, like or the maple buy a, bar, you know, buy extra stuff, buy a bunch of stuff that you know you're going to enjoy eating, and your diet's going to be easier because around your house is going to be foods that are handy that are healthy. Yeah. Uh, same thing with riding, like get yourself the gear, lay it out the night before, make sure your bike's ready to go, make sure you've got a friend to meet. Um, you know, all those little things that it would be more of a barrier for you to like. Like that was one of the things for riding is if I knew the weather was going to be questionable tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'll lay out my gear the night before, day yeah. before. And then well, I have to go put it away in shame if I decide not to go out. I, I clean up my bike and I like set it ready to go. You know, I put it as close as I can to in the garage or whatever to, to be ready to roll out so that I would have to go basically put my bike away, you know, the, make sure everything's the, ready to go. The additional steps of shame. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I literally no, I got, would I like got. even, I'd do like pre-prep breakfasts. breakfasts breakfasts Uh, yeah something yeah easier for you to say uh i would um you know i'd make like overnight oats or set some special food out for myself to make in the morning or whatever so i'm like again like just make it hard for yourself to say no when you're feeling in a good mood put put yourself in a situation where we're not doing that thing that you know is going to be good for you is hard and i think that's that's also true for like longer term motivation Mm mm-hmm 
Um, one of the things that when I was a bike racer, we never did uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, but I think everyone should do now is sign up early for events. Oh, okay. So if you're going to do, like, let's say next year you and you and I are thinking about doing blanky blank gravel this, mountain bikey that, whatever. Okay. Some, some, some Fondo, some sort of race thing. Some sort whatever. of race thing. You and I have decided link, that yeah. we want to put, it sounds cool, it's nearby, we want to do it. Um, the old racer in me would say, well, you don't know if you're going to be injured. You don't know if you're going to get invited to a different race. You don't know if there's going to be some other reason to not do that event. So don't waste your money putting, you know, you, you show up on race day and pay for races you're going to do. You don't, oh, you don't, okay. you know, or the team pays for it or whatever. Right. You know, there's all these reasons to like not think you write a calendar and then you, you, you let your fitness and your circumstances dictate what events you do. I think as a amateur that's trying to stay motivated Put some money in it, man. Like, put a hundred bucks down on an event that's going to be six months from now, because then mm -hmm. you got to lose your hundred bucks in a lot of cases to not go to that event. To not go to that event. So well, if it's which... raining, it, like, I mean, there's mountain bike races around here. There's a series around here that I've done it a few. I've done a few of the events, and I always love doing it. I have a lot of fun. They're well run. They're really entertaining. And every year I do the same thing, which is I wait till the day of. I go sign up, and then and what that and then what ends up happening is if it's cold and wet the morning of, I'm just like, well, I'll just go for a different ride tomorrow. Or I'll do, you know, maybe I'll go out and ride easier. I won't drive all the way down to this place or whatever, put up with the conditions, get my bike all muddy. Um, what I should do is buy the six bike, six race pass. The six race pass and just commit. And, and then be like, look, I already, I, I'm already partway in. I mean, and I have to lose money to not go basically. Yeah. And you know, we're not talking thousands of dollars here. We're not talking large amounts of money. Even even bigger events, like put your money down. Yeah, makes sense. You know, if the worst case scenario is you don't get a refund, uh, <clears throat> well, you know, don't put yourself way out there. But but the chances that you go do something that you've partially financially committed to much mm -hmm. higher. Well, and it, I think that provides the don't say no attitude. Yeah, exactly. It also ties back into. I'm hoping that George will have an opportunity to touch base on this. Mm -hmm. is he signed up for RPI this year and got in. What and is, then, what is for, for people that don't know what uh, that acronym Rebecca's is? Private Idaho. Gotcha. So it's a uh, stage race, mountain bike race, gravel race in Sun Valley, Idaho, Idaho run yep. by Rebecca Rausch, and it's supposed to be just dynamite. He signed up for it, and then it got canceled. So for him, I'd love to have, to have George you know, touch base and say, Talk about re-motivating after you get something canceled. How do you how do you keep going? Um, so it, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to hear that from him. But well, it, I think it ties but, into what a lot of people do, which is you, you know you sign up for thing. Forget signing up for a second. Um, injuries happen. Yeah. Um, life changes happen. Uh, your fitness isn't where you want to be, and you don't want to do things. Uh, events get canceled. Like all kinds of things happen that are not in our control. And, you know, that is one of those things that I personally struggle with a lot. You know, you put a lot of energy into something, uh, you know, let's, let's say it's some big event in August or whatever, and I build my season, if you will, around that. And then a month out, you get hurt, your training isn't going as well as you were hoping. Um, it looks like some heavy hitter is going to show up to that race and just blow your doors off. Um, it, it's, it's easy for me. It has been easy for me to just give up. To, to just go, well, it's not going to go the way I wanted. I quit. And I want to get better. <laughs> I work hard. I'm trying to work hard at shifting. Shifting yeah. expectations, moving on to the next thing, not getting hung up in, in the all or nothing attitude of, well, my plans were this. My expectations may, may not be met. What can I do with what I've got? You know, what, what else can I do that will be fun? Um, you know, I think we did an okay job of it this year when we sort of had some loose plans to do some some events this year, everything mm -hmm. got canceled, and then we just made up a couple of our own events uh, yeah. in, in different yeah. ways. And that went really well. And honestly, going into next year, that's something I'm looking at already. I'm like, okay, maybe there'll be some racing, maybe there won't. Maybe there'll be some you know, events, maybe there won't. Um, what are some back burner things that I can do that are still interesting and that I have more control over? Small group. Um, so if if we end up going into 2021 with a lack of group events being available, part of what's sure. sitting in the back of my mind is let's coordinate some 
some possible, you know, long distance endurance events that we can do with two, three, four people who are like-minded and want to get out. Do we do it, um, do we, or do we, do we build it up as a bikepacking event? Do we yeah. build it up as, okay, let's go on this four day adventure with only what we can carry and have a couple drop sites or places we can use a credit card and get some more food along the way. How do we motivate ourselves if there aren't events do we create our own events? I think yeah. it makes sense. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it as well. Um, well, it's, you know, it, this year, like I said, I think we all had to be a little more flexible. Yeah. Um, I think we were in many ways, and I think oh, we yeah. all took on different challenges. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I would say I generally don't like, at, for me, but I did do, dabble in a bit this year because I was looking for challenges, was some of the Strava stuff. So okay. some, some local KOMs, some things like that. Like um, on days where I wanted to keep training, I wanted to keep pushing myself and, you know, there's no, there's no obvious goals ahead. Mm -hmm. I would pick some local climbs and try to try to grab some of those. Um, honestly, I tried to do all of, I tried to do a few road climbs on my mountain bike uh, to take KOMs, which I found extra, you know, it was like that whole like low expectations thing. It's like oh, yeah. it. it if I can't do it, my excuse is, well, I'm on my mountain bike, so that's, of course I can't do it. And then if you did do it, you're like, hey, man, I did it on my mountain bike. <laughs> like, it's pretty awesome. Um, oh, dude. You know, on my, like, gravel bike or whatever, but I, yeah. or my, my flat bar, hardtail mountain bike, whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, so things like that were fun. Uh, I found them a little hollow, but on the day, they got me out there riding hard. Right. Um, you know, I don't I don't care if someone takes them back or or if I ever get them again or whatever. But but on the day, occasionally setting little challenges like that were fun. I don't think I could become a a full time Strava KOM hunter type mm. person. No. Um, there are parts of that that I find highly annoying. Yeah. Um, but I was considering I don't know if this would be motivational or not. I don't know if it's fun to talk about it when George isn't here. But I was like, I know George. I mean, he's joked about it, but I think he would very much like to beat me up a hill one of these days. I think yeah. that would make him very happy. Yeah. And uh, I was considering giving him the opportunity to pick his favorite climb somewhere and that we could sort of like battle each other on it next year. Like, so he gets, he gets, he gets to pick the climb. He gets to pick whatever, you know, and then, and then we could be like, okay, well, six week period, best time wins kind of thing, something like that. And uh, it might be fun set well, little it, challenges like that against oh, each other. And I was thinking absolutely. about doing the same with you where I was like, okay, John, like you're, you're generally a, a little bit quicker downhiller on mountain bikes than I am. I was like, okay, let's, let's pick a technical trail. Let's, okay. <laughs> you go do your best yeah. and I'll try and I'll try and match it. Cause you know, I, I know you, then it's not just racing oh, no. Yeah. random dudes on, on Strava, on Strava or, yeah. or peeps. It's a, uh, it's yeah. a little more personal and picking something that maybe, you know, I want to be better at it. I want to be more open to going really fast downhill. Um, I would say, you know, it's interesting because I, I would say I ride pretty smooth. I don't tip over a lot, um, but nope. I, I definitely have a hard time off-road uh, pushing, you know, putting myself into uncomfortable positions. I, right. I like to I like to be comfortable when I'm riding. Um, and so having the opportunity to push myself, having a reason to push myself in those situations sounds entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very Maybe I'll cool. Wear extra, extra body armor. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I think we, I think we both should. So, it, it, it actually ties back into a topic that we were that we were chatting about bringing in um, to our mix, which is the gamification of mm. of riding, which ties yes. ties in. And I'm I'm not going to go into gamification, but what I wanted to chat about was the idea of finding motivation through personal challenges, utilizing the tools of Strava, but also looking at, say, Zwift and, and uh, Sufferfest and some of those to help, help. So it helps me when I can't get out because of whatever it is. I don't have two hours to go out for a mountain bike ride in the rain and the mud and then all of the cleanup that's required afterwards. But I can throw a Sufferfest on the TV uh, you know, through the app or however it works and do an indoor and find myself motivated to do that, get my fitness up. And then half an hour later, I'm in the shower. So I'm wondering, do you find creating challenges uh, as, a, as a nice motivation? Yeah. I mean, for myself, um, I was surprised how susceptible I was to some of that, frankly. Mm. Like mm -hmm. I, I, 
I, I did not think of myself as somebody that was uh, easily attracted to gamification. Now, to be clear, like, bike racing is a game. So, I mean, I guess bike racing is gamification. Um, Bingo. You know, you're, you're playing sports on a, on a bike. It's, it's a, yeah. It is a game in and of itself. So I, I already guess was very susceptible to the sporting aspects and challenging aspects of it. Um, one of the things that I noticed, so I, you know, I, I took up teaching indoor classes uh, a number of years ago. Yep. And Which is how we met which is how we met. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I've personally found hyper motivational and also that I was always surprised how easily it was to motivate others was these short little day-to-day challenges. You know, Mm -hmm. we would, we would start the class, everybody warms up and then I'd be like, okay, we're doing these two minute efforts, three minute efforts, five minute efforts. And I would set a bar and then I would push them to go to beat that. Or I would push them to, you know, maybe beat a previous attempt at something. And, you know, that, that little carrot today, small challenge right in front of you, go get it. With immediate results. And immediate, it, yeah. And, immediate and the feedback, which is different than, than training for six months and wondering if you're going to do it. Well, and the, the, the continual feedback, because like if you go on a group ride with somebody, let's say, yeah, and your goal is to keep up with whoever, and uh, that person drops you, yep. what, is, what is your motivation to go on? I mean, your, if your goal was to stick with them and you've then been dropped, so your immediate input, now you're like, what, trying to not get dropped by two minutes? Uh, the thing I liked about the indoor cycling, and specifically just riding with metrics, frankly, is what mm-hmm. it really breaks down to, but the indoor cycling did it really well, was you throw the numbers up on the board, you're challenging yourself, you're challenging your neighbor, you're challenging everybody, and every second, there's a reason to keep going. You're trying to, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's small stakes, um, lots of metrics, lots of little challenges within the bigger challenge, um, and the the sort of you know video gamey version of that is Zwift and things like that, where there's just every reason to keep going and keep challenging yourself, even if this challenge failed. Great, take a break, go again. Yeah. Um, and I liked that. I found it really motivational to take classes and to mm-hmm. do things, or you know, even to. I've not. I've honestly never ridden on Zwift, which I think makes me a weird person, maybe. Neither have I. <laughs> um, but I've never done it. Um, but I did take indoor cycling classes. I haven't obviously in the last several months, but, um, I used to really enjoy that, that community challenge aspect of it. I liked that people could see my numbers. I liked that it gave me a reason to care. I mean, maybe they didn't care what numbers I was doing, but I, you know, I felt like if I set off on a two minute challenge and I set off at a certain wattage, I didn't want someone to see me falter. So I was going to hang on to that that much more to, to try to maintain the effort that I had set for myself. To and the I liked, point that you actually threw up after class one day because you were chasing once, a number. Just one once. time, one time, John. You know, know, you throw up once and forever. You know, yeah, that's your, forever no. branded. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did throw up. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, no, it, but, but oh, it, you dude. know that that motivation. And that was motivational. I mean, to be clear, to be clear, I've thrown up after many races. Oh, I, absolutely. <laughs> many, but, many times. But the fact the fact that I remember that from <laughs> almost three years oh, yeah. ago, um, the numbers that you were putting out were in incredibly motivational for me cool because i you know i i know that i can't catch you yeah um in pure power um but it was still like oh good grief how the, how the hell did he do that the L- thing i the try. thing i really liked about indoor cycling that you don't quite get in outdoor cycling is you're not you don't feel like you're suffering alone in in yeah. races and mountain bike races and group races it's very quick to feel like you've lost and yeah. and once you feel like you're losing it's harder to visualize and that's why i think like maybe even triathletes and marathon runners and stuff like that they have a much i think a better at a healthier attitude about uh what is winning and what is losing you know you show mm-hmm. up to the boston marathon let's let's be frank one person's gonna win two people are gonna win right you know and that's it everybody else is there to push themselves to do well and you're always going to be amongst others uh, there's a lot of other types of bike racing where that's not going to be the case, where you could very quickly find yourself very much alone. Mm-hmm. And, and then the challenge is, is sometimes harder to visualize, especially if you value, you know, we'll say results, whatever right. that means. Um, and in indoor cycling, what I regularly found and loved was, you know, the person next to me, regardless of whatever power they're putting out, regardless of whatever, you could see the push. You could see the person working. And when I would teach classes, honestly, I... It was a treat. It was a treat. It was a treat to look around and see other people highly motivated, working their butts off and be and, and, 
you know, picking up on the on the vibe that it is okay to try hard today. At the end of every class, every individual who sat in that indoor cycling class yeah. won. And I think yeah. I, I think that that is is can be such a motivational twist. Big time. Is realizing that getting your butt onto that seat means you won. Yeah, and it and it felt that way. I mean, yeah. I I could see it. You know, it didn't like I said, it didn't matter what level of wattage or rpm or whatever you're putting out that 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 was not as important yeah um so long as you don't more... fall off you've won yeah which we very rarely happen Rarely. Uh, <laughs> um yeah it was it was neat to see that and i would say that is something that i found motivational it's something that i find motivational outside of indoor cycling outside of indoors <laughs> uh, <laughs> is 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 riding with other people and vibing off of their joy vibing yeah. off of their willingness yeah. to push um, and finding more ways to do that, finding more ways to share in other people's achievements, uh, you know, being, being a helper more than being, you know, whatever, um, and feeding off of their motivation. It, it's excellent. Uh, I definitely, it's easier for me to be a, a coach or in, in some cases a mentor or an assistant than it is to be, um, a competitor the performer the, yeah. the competitor yeah because yeah. there's stress yeah. that comes along with being a competitor i like competition but like we talked about before it's easy to get in your own head it's easy to start telling yourself that you're failing um you know going out and supporting a friend who's trying really hard at something or focusing on other people's efforts uh i always come away feeling better you know because i'm like it's it's inspiring it's inspiring yeah. to watch other people try hard well and that's why i like watching racing yeah and I, I think that you really hit on something beautiful there, which is the inherent motivation in a group of like-minded people. Yeah. So I think as we move into these darker seasons, um, if we can, if I can help create a group in, in pulling my friends out of their dark caves and let's talk about getting proper light so that we can get out once it gets darker and not worry about, oh my gosh, it's 4.30, we have to be back now because it's yeah. gonna be dark in 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, but to get that group of people together and if I can help motivate, if my friends can help motivate, then I think, I think that wins for all of us. I agree. We're, yeah. out, being, we're out having more prepared, fun. Being prepared, yeah, I mean, you hit on lots of good stuff there. I mean, like we talked about before, being prepared, getting yourself a group, not being afraid to commit to challenges and and setting little goals along the way. I've I've always honestly really enjoyed the process a lot more than the results overall. Nice. Nice. Which is funny because I get in my own head about the results a lot. Okay. But um, the process can of I getting record better. That? Can I record that and show it to you in, in about sure. April when, <laughs> when, no, when I, your motivation I, wanes you know, again? There have been chunks of time where I trained well, yeah. where I you know, set myself up in a way where I was able to go out and do the work. I enjoyed doing the work and finding ways to enjoy the training. And we talked about this before. We say that a lot. Uh, <laughs> we say I talked about this before a lot. Um, Finding ways to enjoy your training, meaning do 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 things. Don't do the big event that you think you need to do because your friend says it's cool. Do the thing that you might actually enjoy doing. You know, yeah. and if for me, yeah. you know, that's that's dirt, that's you know, cross country, marathony type stuff. Yeah. Um, so my training should be like that, and yeah. my racing should be like that, and my friends should want to do that with me to some extent. <laughs> and yes. that's and that's what's going to keep me fired up is is in. You know, whether that's and maybe that's different in five years and being open to changing and being a beginner again at something else. And maybe that means taking up cross country skiing or whatever. Anything that keeps me challenged, anything that keeps me, um, you know, moving forward in some direction. And even if that means, like I said, being a beginner again, uh, I, I think not being afraid about being not as good at something is is a good. I don't know if I said that right, but we'll go with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll go with no, it. I think, and, and I think, I think I, we nailed it. Yeah. And that, that is one of the reasons that being a multidisciplinarian means yeah. that I have an opportunity to do something in any weather condition, that I can do totally. something. A friend of mine who's now um, 62, we tried climbing uh, Mount Rainier about six years ago and didn't because we got, we got snowed out and weathered out. And, but he has in that interim period climbed it again. So he's above the 50% mark in wow. his attempts on, on Mount Rainier. Yeah. <laughs> so he and I were talking about 
let's go. What do you think about late August, September next year? Mm -hmm. So I'm looking this season in all of my riding and all of my skiing and all of the cross country work that we may end up doing because you just yeah. mentioned cross country. We can get out and do that. Of it's all, it's all going towards a cross discipline goal. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the training for one thing helps you be better at whatever challenges you yeah. take on in the future. Yeah. So staying, staying in the game, if you will, regardless yeah. of whatever the you know, doesn't matter if it's your road bike, your running shoes, your hiking shoes, your cross country skis, your downhill skis. Uh, I feel like we're leaving out a lot of sports that you and I just don't care for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mention swimming a lot. I don't. I don't uh, care. Yeah. For yeah. Well, but yeah, doing but doing something, you know, playing yeah. a game with your kid in the backyard, whatever. Like exactly. just, just looking at everything as a training opportunity versus trying to just be very overly specific about like, no, I need to, you know, and that's that's some of that's me still trying to move past my sort of roadie history yeah. of being like, no, training miles are a very specific thing. You need to do it this way, you need to be dressed this way, you need to be training in this fashion like to for it to count. Yeah. versus going out and doing cool technical training or whatever. Um, Sorry about the the marimbas in the background. I'm near I'm near a kid's uh, uh, playground. One that's should not, never that's apologize open. for marimbas. Yeah. marimbas it was really cool you know, to, yeah. to listen to that in the background. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Well, hey. I think I think we got you know I think we got some progress. I don't know if we stayed on topic all the time, but we we made an attempt. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, I think it's fair to say motivation is fickle, and you need to plan for when motivation isn't there. And, yeah. and you need to find ways to stoke yourself up and and keep in around positive people, keeping your your vision sort of up and forward uh, to what's next. So so wrapping up a bit, John, be specific here. What is one single thing that you're looking forward to doing maybe next year? And it can change. I'm not going to hold you to this, but what's your if you had to say what's a a singular thing you want to accomplish next year? We'll say on the bike because this is sort of a cycling podcast. Yeah, yeah. So well, what's your what's we'll your one on and cycling. only what's your what's your what's your one cycling goal that you're willing to talk about for next year? It's going to keep you fired up over the winter and into next year. Um, cross Washington State on the um, Cascades to Palouse Trail. It looks as though I'll be able to go. I we will be able to go from Monroe all the way to the Idaho border. Should be about 220, 225 miles. Okay. Um, and if we want to get a, a like-minded group of, of crazy folks, it's, you know, it's, it's not a lot of grade, but it's a, you know, it's a good, it's a good long ride. And we can either um, rent a vehicle on that, on the far side and drive back or yeah. turn tail and come home. So yeah. is your goal, your goal is just to be in, in the kind of shape to feel good during that ride? Do you, is there a yeah. time yeah. you're looking to do? What's your, what's your I'd, motivation for that event? I'd like to do it. I'd like to do it in a single sitting. Okay. So the, yeah. so the goal is to be fit enough to knock out that distance all one day, all one day, not be up for 24, 28, 29 hours. Yeah, exactly. I dig how it. About, how about you? Do you have a, do you have a single specific event that you're thinking about? I, I will admit to being massively on the struggle bus when it comes to picking a specific event right now. I would okay. say I would say more right now, the only goal I have in mind is I really want to focus on getting my off-road mountain bike technical sort of jumping, cornering, technical terrain skills. Uh, I, I want to level up a bit. So I've been doing a little bit more weightlifting. I want to focus on that a bit. I want to focus on going out a lot more frequently and doing technically focused rides where that's mm -hmm. the goal. So I don't do the, you know, a lot of times I ride out to parks and, uh, you know, I spend two or three hours doing sort of more cross country ride with some technical stuff mixed in. Yeah. But I want to, I want to do, you know, more of the go out to a place, maybe take the car, mm -hmm. uh, do an hour of focused cornering and jumping drills and things like that. And working on my, my descending and drops and stuff like that. So that a couple years from now, I would like to be competitive in my age group in, in cross country racing again. Like I, I would like to do, you know, age group, maybe even go to nationals if it's in a cool place at some point down the road, but you know, marathon nationals, maybe cross country nationals, uh, or maybe just a big fun race. I've, I've had on my bucket list for a while to do the, uh, BC bike race up in, uh, up in Canada. Um, 
when so we events, can finally get back up there, you know. Yeah, so events like that uh, hold my interest. I, I'm okay. interested in being a relatively fast cross-country racer. I'm pretty confident in at least understanding what the what the path would look like from a fitness perspective. I mean, I understand what I would need to do. Yep. Uh, and I feel pretty confident in doing that. Um, I'm, I want to have that additional confidence Le- in my, in my level technical up, skills. Level up your tech yeah. skills. I want to feel like that's more of a benefit than a hindrance. And I also want to, uh, uh, you know, kind of figure out more of the technical mountain bike equipment side of it a little bit, like get a little deeper into like, you know, uh, having the, the right kind of bike, having the right kind of suspension setup, things like that. And just being really confident in, in that not being a hindrance to my efforts in going out and racing. So I guess I'm really focused maybe even the whole year on just getting, uh, more technically sound as a, as an off-road rider. Um, you know, as a roadie, I felt really good on, on the bike. I was, I was a good descender as a good corner, like all those things. Um, I never really put in the time to become a really good, what I think of as a really good off-road rider from a technical perspective. So my focus is, is going to be that I think for next year. Well, we got a mountain bike uh, uh, mountain bike date next Friday, right? Love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're yeah. gonna go do a little, little shreddy. Love Let's it. go do a little shreddy. Yeah. So I got out yesterday to a place called Tapeworm and uh-huh. found sections down there that have been built up that I had never seen before. And oh, it was cool. Like, oh, good. Here's some here's some tech. This is fun. So yeah, yeah. But I think uh, I, I definitely think we need to get out next Friday and and go rip it up. Deal. Yeah. Do you Sounds have any like passing, uh, some, any final thoughts? I have one that is completely Go. obscure and not related to bikes at all. Go get it. What do you got? The stylists for underwear models need to remove the labels. What? Period. End of statement. <laughs> I am, I am, <laughs> I am confused. <laughs> <laughs> Photograph. God, I can't top that. I don't, I don't even <laughs> nope. know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was Photogra- photographs of underwear models that okay. have the label still visible. Shh. That, it needs to be cut out. You got to just stop it, okay? I have a lot of questions. I'm going to leave them for another time. I'm a photographer. I, <laughs> you are. I, I work with fashion, John, fashion John models, both a, male and female. Yeah, and you, it's you like, work as, God, a, as a production professional, so yeah. these things are, yeah. Yeah, it, it's just like, okay, it, I was leafing through one of the magazines that my, that my wife had brought home from, yeah. from a friend, and it was just like, oh my gosh, look at how many tags are showing in the, it's like, no, they've just got to go. So, end of statement, life is good. Kirk, can you finish up for us, or, or are we going to leave it there? John, I'm not even going to try to top that. I'm just going to say that is that is the perfect ending note. <laughs> okay, get out there and ride, my friends. Have a great yeah. one. Take care. Thank you for joining us. We here at Fast Casual encourage you to get out there and have your own adventure. Please remember to do two things, though. Stay safe and never fail to be yourself. Cheers.